0: Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all-around doctor banter, And witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjogalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888 438 9431. And now, on with the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati, every single Sunday evening. We're here bringing everybody the best in health and wellness. My goal every week you hear it to make you better consumers of healthcare. Plain and simple. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com is our website. Now, as I had said earlier in the program, we're talking about coronavirus. No, it is not a beer. And in the studio tonight, Dr. Jay Murthy, a pulmonary specialist, a lung physician to talk about this. Jay, welcome to the program and thanks for coming in tonight.
1: Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me over.
0: Well, let's uh, truly start with the basics before we get into coronavirus and what on earth this all means. A pulmonary doctor, a lung specialist, tell everybody what does that mean? What kind of patients do you typically see in your practice
1: well you know we see the whole gamut of lung diseases you know people with you know not being able to breathe excessive amount of cough, symptom-based as well as every kind of pulmonary disease, for example, lung scarring or fibrosis, COPD, asthma, sleep problems, and so on and so forth. So I have an extensive clinic practice with a wide gamut of patients with lung diseases and sleep problems that we take care of, both in the hospital and in the office.
0: You know, the one thing, just as a side note, with the obesity epidemic, there's all this business about sleep Apnea. Uh, not that that is what we're talking about right now, but just give a give everybody a little bit of a tease or a little bit of blurb about the negative impact that sleep apnea has on their health and well being.
1: So sleep apnea, if you think about it, has been a kind of one of the emerging diseases yeah. since the 1960. And this is, this is no surprise because obesity has become the emerging disease in the recent decade or so. And because of that, you would consider almost, I would say, the top 10 diseases in the United States bar the infectious diseases, are all related to lifestyle and obesity, if you think. And sleep apnea really plays an important role, like an independent risk factor, which means sleep apnea alone is enough to cause some of the things we see in heart disease, bad heart failure, strokes, atrial fibrillation, so on and so forth, wherein the quality of life and not just the quality of life but also the length of somebody's lifespan is cut short because of this treat because of this disease if it's yeah. untreated. And I and
0: I think in a way we've all been sort of numbed by the idea of oh yeah I snore or my wife snores I just go to another bedroom or I have a pillow or a you know mouth guard or something and, and, and that's the end of it but it uh, my my message today and certainly you could come back In a couple weeks and talk just about sleep apnea. It needs to be formally evaluated.
1: Absolutely. I cannot agree with you more. This is a disease that I think if we can get a handle on this disease as well as obesity and other obesity-related complications in the body, I think health of America will significantly improve.
0: I agree. I agree. All right, so coronavirus. Now, what kind of a virus is this? People are comparing it to all of the other uh, endemic viruses and pneumonias that have occurred. Where does coronavirus fit in?
1: If you think about coronavirus, it's 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 a very close relative to the common cold virus. In fact, okay, and so when we routinely have patients coming into the hospital, even today, for example, when patients come into the hospital, we do what is called as a viral panel. Uh-huh. It's a multiple viral test that is done to detect different types of viruses. And coronavirus is actually a part of the panel. And we have seen a lot of coronaviruses in the United States in the last few years since the test has been available. So coronavirus in itself is not unique or new to Houston or America, for instance.
0: So what is it about this coronavirus?
1: So this coronavirus is a different genetic mutation that was not previously seen, uh-huh. and apparently a new form of coronavirus. Now, coronaviruses are transmitted, as we know, from animals to humans. So, for example, the SARS epidemic that happened uh, in the past was. Re- kind of associated with civet cats. And then the MRF virus in the Middle East was related to camels transmitting to humans. So right. it depends on what kind of animal ha- harbors this virus and ultimately gives it to a human host who becomes the incident case from whom everybody else gets this, di- gets this disease. Do they
0: have any idea where, what animal was the reservoir of this?
1: they they're not totally sure and and you see this whole videos of people throwing their pets down right. uh, uh, you know it's kind of sad but nobody knows exactly where this came from but we do know that it came from kind of an animal market or so in China
0: yeah pretty pretty amazing now one of the, one of the main questions and people are talking about is how is the virus spread how close do you have to get to somebody uh, do they have to cough on you? Is it not washing your hands? How, how is this going to be spread?
1: Now, if you think about a virus, you know, this is a living, a kind of a quasi-living organism that does not have the means to replicate itself. So it uses the cells in the human lungs, uh-huh. essentially invades those cells, takes over the genetic assembly machinery and starts producing viruses so any time a person coughs the droplets of the saliva and the mucus that come out uh-huh. carry this virus right and the cough you know if they cough into their hands and shake somebody else's hands Guess what? It's gone to the other person's hands. And that person without washing hands if they eat something or touch their eyes or touch their mouth, then they get infected. So this kind of a continuous pattern of transmission from person to person is essential for this virus to go from, you know, country to country, person to person.
0: Right. So that's- and that's that is the hysterics is that this is going to be a a global infection that there it it started in China but it's going to end up at the South Pole New York City Houston everywhere in the world is it because of how it is spread or is this easily spread because we are shaking hands people are sneezing coughing not washing hands and, and, and and people that have it are just walking amongst us
1: Correct. I think all of the above. The connectivity in terms of transportation, that's number one. Every country is so well-connected. People are just—the the borders are just as— Invisible. Yeah, invisible, exactly. So because of that, that's a big factor in transmitting the disease across countries. Now, there, there had been, I think, during the SARS epidemic, Japan was particularly— uh, safe from the SARS epidemic, if I remember right. And they attributed that to a very low incidence to hand-washing techniques right. practiced by the Japanese. So I think hand hygiene plays an extremely important role. I know it's a pain to remember to keep washing your hands all the time, but I think it is a huge deal. And humans, it, it, I think they've also done studies where they have un, you know, observed you know, subjects um, in in a very surreptitious manner Uh to see how many times individuals actually touch their faces inadvertently. And it's like about 50 to 100 times every hour. And they don't even know they've done that. So things like that. So you cannot prevent somebody from touching their face inadvertently, but you definitely can pay attention to washing your hands multiple times or after contact with another person especially during the time of such an epidemic
0: yeah now the the discussion now is that the chinese have dropped the ball they they had opportunities to contain it and sort of the you know the mouse is out of the out out of the bag here and it's it's running rampant is this virus containable can can we literally shut down the uh, egress or uh, ingress of people in and out of countries, planes, trains, etc.
1: A virus of this kind is extremely hard to contain. Um, I think it is multiple factors like we mentioned. People, and even if you stop the trade and ingress of people right. in, from China or any other country that is affected, I think we already have the virus in some form brewing somewhere in the United States. Right. It just takes one or two people to get it and then you can start an epidemic locally. However, when people are infected, if you take the proper precautions, then they we, we potentially can prevent further spread of the virus and contain the epidemic. So I think that is the answer. Of course, vaccines in the long run and- But not tonight. Not tonight, exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Dr. Joe Galati in the studio is Dr. Jay Murthy, a lung specialist, and we're talking about coronavirus. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. I've posted some additional information about coronavirus there. We'll be right back. Final segment coming up. You don't want to miss the last segment. Of course, we'll be right back. Final segment of tonight's Your Health First. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com Find out about our practice, Liver Specialist of Texas, my new book, Eating Yourself Sick. Find out what you need to do to be a better consumer of healthcare. Available on Amazon. All of our social media hits are on drjoegalati.com And best of all, you could send me an email. You could send me a message. Well, in the studio... We've been talking about coronavirus, Dr. Jay Murthy, a pulmonary specialist, and we'll get back with him. Now, with um, you know what China has been doing in literally locking down the larger cities where it, it certainly may be present, uh, do other countries have to block people from China entering their borders? Is that what is going to happen? Or... Uh, is it the early you know the screening the early identification and then the quarantine and then the you know the support of the people that are
1: sick with it I think
0: it, it's a it's a big question in a, in a tall order but I'd like to think that we could we could do it
1: yeah I mean I think it- quarantine would be a reasonable option if, especially, I mean, if you have considered quarantine for viruses such as Ebola uh, in the past. Right. Um, I think quarantine for an unknown virus is important. However, we have to take certain things into perspective. Number one, are all patients or people infected with this virus, does it just come in as a cold or most people die? Or what? what right. is the kind of manifestation we are seeing? So we have to describe the disease first right. before we panic. And until we are sure, a little bit of precautions without getting panicky, with a little bit of precautions with quarantine, I think goes a long way.
0: Now, no doubt, everybody, the news, I would say people are freaking out about mm-hmm. the virus. Is there need for concern here in the continental US? What, what do you think?
1: I am not too concerned about this virus at this point. Okay. Um, the reason I say that is, one, it is a virus that is akin to the prior SARS, Merv, common cold, and other coronaviruses. We know how to deal with these viruses, but however, there are certain individuals in the community who may be highly predisposed to the negative effects of this virus. Such as? Such as a condition of the lung called as acute respiratory distress syndrome. Okay. And basically that is a horrendous inflammation of the lung, which, essentially takes away that person's ability to exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide from the lung.
0: okay and
1: patients have to be put on life support for that. Now that is a very bad complication of any viral disease for that matter, even influenza right. for that matter. And so when that happens, then you know, all bets are off. So the question is, how many people, with this viral genotype are predisposed to this kind of condition. Now, if it is, if you say 50 to 60% of the Americans are, then yes, that's a huge deal. Right. So you need to treat it almost like Ebola in that case. So it all depends on what is the manifestation of the local population. And until we know what exactly it does, it is best to be safe than sorry.
0: So you're, you're saying basically somebody could get that strain here in the states and just have symptoms of i hate to say it a common cold
1: correct it the symptoms could vary from being a common cold to, to killing you killing you exactly yeah.
0: what about the old the immunosuppressed people with transplants underlying chronic bronchitis do should these people in general be more careful they should be more careful anyway we're still are we still in the flu season? Correct. Yes, we're still in the flu season. So you want to really practice those precautions, which should help you with coronavirus.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, we have been seeing coronaviruses in, in patient, patients have been admitted to the hospital with respiratory conditions. And a lot, 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 I would say a large majority of these patients have some kind of underlying medical disorder or transplant or some kind of immunosuppression or immune weakness that makes them susceptible to this. So, and and they do stay in the hospital much longer than other people would. So yes, absolutely. Anybody who is at risk for infection should continue to practice their hand hygiene and wear a mask if necessary to keep themselves safe.
0: Right, now what we said earlier, but say it again, symptoms that would raise concern if you have either flu, common cold, coronavirus. Is there anything different about corona versus a generic lung infection?
1: Unfortunately, no. Right. It, it would look exactly like a common cold. If it gets a little worse, there'll be some wheezing, some excessive amount of coughing, like a bronchitis. And if there is a huge pneumonia, or as we talked about, the, the lung inflammatory condition called as ARDS, um that's the acute respiratory distress syndrome, that would actually make them difficult to breathe, lack of oxygen, you would be in the ER and then immediately be transferred to the ICU. So those are conditions that look identical irrespective of whether it's caused by corona or the flu virus.
0: Yeah. I would I wonder if in, in the weeks to come, and depending on how long this if this I don't want to say burns out within the next several weeks or so it's going to persist are there going to be i don't want to say false alarm visits to the er or calls to your office to say uh, i'm coughing i'm wheezing do i have corona i'm coming in oh yes what what, what, what are you guys going to do
1: Yes, it's already happening, and really? yeah, it is already happening. So when they come in, then you know we we do the general um, routine check for any kind of viral bronchitis, uh, assess them, make sure that, like I said, we cannot say this is caused by flu or corona they look indistinguishable so we we got to do our due diligence in trying to figure out if it's a flu with a flu swab and if that is positive then at least we have some kind of treatment for that it's the tamiflu yeah for the corona you don't have anything yeah. for now so um, and if they're okay, then we send them home. If they're not looking good, then we have to admit them.
0: What's What's the turnaround on this screen for the, the viral panel?
1: So the viral panel done in the hospitals usually turn around about 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Um, the flu swab is instant. However, the flu swab can miss a bunch of actual flu cases.
0: Right. Now, what about um, therapy? There's no... You know, the vaccine is only on a, on a preventive basis and doesn't sound like there's any antivirals right now for this. So it's it really falls into that sort of um, general term of supportive care.
1: Correct, exactly. There is no specific antiviral therapy for now.
0: Now, a lot of people have been talking about masks and you mentioned masks uh, a couple of minutes ago. Is it uh, more of a placebo effect that you say, oh gosh, I'm going to the mall or the airport and I've got a mask on, I'm doing something good. Do you think that's of any value?
1: So a mask would probably help if somebody coughs directly into your face. All right. Because of the droplet infection. And having a mask also may create a psychological feeling that you're taking a precaution and you probably are more heightened to other things that are around you that may be contagious. So because you're already in that heightened alert state, you're probably paying more attention to hand washing. Right. And probably not touching your face as often because you already have a mask and so on and so forth. So maybe there's some value to that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's that's a, that's a good point. So um, Jay, And we're talking with dr jay murthy a lung and pulmonary expert here in the texas medical center what's the bottom line here so everybody that's listening they're tuning in they're hearing all about coronavirus radio tv magazines what's the message
1: the message is actually like like it would be during any epidemic of a new pathogen number one we have to have more data on the pathogen to assess what actually it does. Data will take some time to be collected and analyzed, and until then, we need to be taking the precautions that the transmission is contained. WHO is already on it, and you know, keeping yourself safe with the known methods to keep you safe from any kind of viral respiratory infection, hand washing being the primary um, uh, method would be important. And again, staying away, if you can, from you know somebody who's very sick or so on and so forth. Those are the basic precautions you can take. Beyond that, the important thing is not to panic.
0: Right, so let's, let me uh, throw you out some hypotheticals. You are a family mom and dad, 2.3 kids, and you have a trip to see grandma in Colorado, and you're all gonna fly next weekend, and people are concerned, I don't wanna go to the airport, and people are gonna be sneezing, and everybody's a little skeevy down there. Would you still go visit grandma, go down to your local airport and fly? Yes, I would. You would, okay, how about you have, uh, you're a businessman, you have a trip to London, and you have a three-day turnaround, go to London and come back. Do you go to London?
1: I would go to London, too.
0: All right, how about um, the, a physician like you? You're going to speak in Japan.
1: Ah, that, that, ah, is, that is. I caught you that So is. Would,
0: you, would, you go to, would you go to Asia? Or would you say, little too hot right now, I'll pass.
1: Yes, I would I would take the precaution of not flying anywhere close to China or Japan at this point.
0: Okay. All right. But general travel, get on a train, get on a bus.
1: Absolutely. Go no see
0: problem. grandma, go to Disney World, go to the Grand Canyon. You should be okay. Correct. All right. Well, Jay Murphy, it was excellent. Um, would you say sleep apnea is the next thing you want to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Or cough or phlegm or mucus? What? What's your...
1: Let, let's just sleep apnea. I think that's a huge epidemic. Sleep
0: apnea. You got it. All right. Thanks very much for coming in tonight.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Joe. Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Don't forget, next Sunday night, 7 o'clock Central Time. Tune in to Your Health First. In the meantime, stay well, wash your hands, cover your mouth, and eat right. Take care. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalotti.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galotti. Ciao.